Hey everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach. You know, we talk about a lot of business topics, but by far the question I'm asked the most is how do I grow the value of my business so I can sell it someday for an outrageous price? So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get this special free report delivered right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their three- to ten-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my my most frequent and most informational guest is on today. I'm very excited to have Dr. Jerry come on to the show today, Dr. Jerry Kornfeld from Ask Dr. Jerry. Uh, if, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you've heard us talk about um, most of the major afflictions and problems and how to live a life of happiness and wellness uh, by, by doing some very simple things. And, and with Dr. Jerry, we've also taken apart some of the complex diseases and, and things out there and, uh, and talked about some of the future-based medicine that's happening. We've talked about a, a wide range of topics. Our library is very full of Dr. Jerry wonderful interviews. And today we're going to add one more to that. Dr. Jerry, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you today? I'm great. And it's great to be back with you, Bill. Well, it's always great to talk with you, my friend. And uh, I know we've, we've covered from head to toe and uh, from inside to outside, and we've covered a lot of, a lot of different topics. And I think uh, I hear from listeners all the time that, you know, um, I love the business stuff that you talk about, but it's so interesting to hear a, you know, a doctor um, helping uh, who want, who really wants to talk about um, wellness and medicine and, and um, living a long, healthy life of quality. And, it, and you make it so simple. So thank you so much from our listeners to you for, for all of that. Well, Bill, you know, that's what I do. That's my mission. And I appreciate those comments. And those kind of comments encourage me to keep on doing more of what we're going to be doing today. Well, we all need a little love sometime. That's for sure. So, so uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the acronyms or the the uh, monomics that we've used over and over again, thanks to you, is DEA. And for those of you who may, may not may not have heard of um, the DEA, we're not talking about the Drug Enforcement Agency here. We're talking about something very different. We're talking about something that you can remember on a day-to-day basis that will impact your lifestyle, your quality of life, if you just remember DEA, which stands for Dr. Jerry? D for diet. The food you put in your body is the primary driver of how your body's gonna function. The E, I guess you folks who've listened to me long enough know the E stands for exercise. I am absolutely, absolutely convinced that those who exercise live longer. Now, I say exercise. I don't mean um, running a marathon. I mean just walking for 30 minutes a day. And the A, 
so important, your attitude, a positive attitude is absolutely vital uh, for long life. So the DEA, diet, food you put in your body, E, exercise, walking, and a positive attitude are the key to good health and longevity. And uh, I, I just, you know, I, I'd love to leave that with people's mind because these mnemonics are simple ways to remember things. I talk a lot about interesting things, but, you know, you forget things, but the DEA, hopefully, you will not forget. Let's talk about, a little bit about uh, something a little bit different today, Dr. Jerry, about the, let's talk about the A, the attitude. And there's a lot of worry and stress going on in the world today over what's going to happen if North Korea goes nuts. And, you know, so our, our nightly news is starting to get to a point where it's really creating a, a lot of fear and worry for people. And the, the economy seems to be doing well, but people are now, you know, it used, it used to be business owners were worried about where am I going to get my next business? Now it's like, how can I keep up? We're back in that mode again. So let's talk about that role of stress. And maybe you can help us understand the impact of, of uh, letting that get to you and maybe some, talk about some ways to, uh, to put a shield up so that you can have a positive attitude and wipe out some of the negativity. Tell us what you tell us what you can about that area. Well, let let me you know let me introduce that whole subject by talking a little bit. Uh, and you know, your audience knows, and you know that I'm an absolutely very very strong believer in lifestyle and with the DEA and lifestyle and attitude. And stress is a very significant thing. But I thought. In the process of doing that today, I would share with you a little bit of the insight of how I got involved and why I became so deeply involved and how important this whole concept is. Back in the days uh, when I was uh, in medical school as a freshman, uh, somehow I came across a book called The Stress of Life, written by Dr. Hans Steye at McGill University. And that was the first time I learned that Stress is not the thing that causes the problem, but how you cope with the stress. So we're all surrounded by stressors on a daily basis. Some of us cope with them, some of us don't. Those who do not then, unfortunately, produce the stress hormones. And I never even knew, of course, I was just in medical school, but I never knew that there was such a thing as stress hormones. Well, those stress hormones are produced by your body when you cannot cope or deal with a problem. Two stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, they are so dangerous. And it took me uh, years of once getting into practice to realize how valid the concept that Dr. Say made. So the first point when we're talking about stress is it's not the stress itself that causes the problem, but how you cope with the stress. And I'm going to discuss some things with you this morning of coping techniques uh, that I've gotten involved with uh, from some of the great people around in the world. And then I want Perfect. to sort of t take that all into a great major breakthrough that's happening now in the treatment of heart disease, and it relates to the, the DEA. So after I went into practice, uh, I started seeing a lot of the individuals who were not dealing well with the stress problems. And then as I, I think I've said several years ago, uh, that uh, in 1999, I got involved with tech, it was now Vistage, and I started speaking with the guys and gals that you have in your audience, the CEOs, the executives, the business leaders. And I found out that the stress results of their business have a direct impact not only on their health, but how they function, 
having the skills to cope. And I give the example of two businessmen going to a meeting. They're both equal partners in a business, and one has coping skills and the other doesn't. And information is presented at that meeting. It drives one of these partners crazy. Right away, he's thinking he's going to go into bankruptcy. He's going to lose his business. He is petrified. The other equal partner shakes his head, already has figured out a solution to the problem, and he does not produce the stress hormones. So your coping skills are vital, and we all cope differently. And then as the years passed, I became involved with another author, Dr. Herbert Benson at Harvard Medical School. And he started talking about something called the relaxation response. In other words, we all have the stress response, but do we all cope differently? And in his books and his uh, articles, he talked about the fact that your body literally can overcome the stress hormones produced by not coping by doing positive things like meditation and relaxation techniques. And I sort of became involved with him, and I read his articles and followed his articles. And then uh, in, in 19, uh, excuse me, in, in 2006, uh, I became involved with a doctor by Dr. Dean Ornish. And he was started talking about lifestyle and the role that lifestyle plays in your health, and that we as patients have to play a more important role in letting our body take care of ourselves by learning how to cope and learning how to do the DEA, putting the right food in your body, the exercise, and dealing and coping with stress. And you put all that up together. The thing that impressed me most about the role that stress has and the thing that sort of stimulated me uh, about was what was going on is that Dr. Ornish uh, quoted an article in one of his books written by a Canadian scientist who followed 30,000 men and women in six countries and found nine factors relating to nutrition and lifestyle to account for about 95% of the risk of a heart attack in men and women. And he found them in every racial and ethnic group, every geographic region worldwide. And these factors, and I've talked about every one of them on this show, smoking, cholesterol levels, high blood pressure, diet, physical activity, um, psychosocial issues such as stress and depression. And there is the role of stress and depression. And he has worked for years to try to overcome it. So before I get into this major breakthrough in heart disease, let me try to deal now with how do we cope with what's going on in the world. And it's all, it's all about how we have been programmed. We all have been programmed differently. When I say programming, I'm meaning the environment that you grew up in, the environment that you were educated in, the environment that you witnessed. You come from a um, dysfunctional family. You, you witnessed your uh, Father and mother constantly complaining, constantly being unhappy, uh, constantly finding fault with everything. Uh, those folks are not coping. And unfortunately, uh, you sometimes, as the child growing in that environment, develop those same dysfunctional coping skills. So I started looking at patients who were having heart disease and trying to figure out how they fit into it, who also had high blood pressure, you know, the stress-related uh, diseases that we get. And sure enough, those who reacted like the story I told you, who heard the bad news and right away thought the worst, they're the ones who got the diseases more frequently. So 
Dr. Benson, in his book, The Relaxation Response, and he's gone on to re- re- many more books. He's, uh, he's, I think he's now retired, but he's head of the program of stress reduction at Harvard Medical School. Talked about what you as an individual can do to react to the environment. You talk about what's going on in the world right now. And we mm-hmm. are certainly living in a stressful environment. So, you know, you can have two alternatives. You can say, the heck with it. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, I've had many people tell me, and I sometimes react to somebody also. You turn on the news, and it is so negative, you don't want to hear it anymore. You want to go on and enjoy your life, so you turn it off. That is one technique. Ignore it. Of course, then you become uh, not involved in the community. It depends upon you. But that is one technique. Ignore the news. Because as people say to me, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. So all it's doing is upsetting me, so I'm not going to get involved in it. The other way is, of course, learning coping techniques. And one of the best coping techniques, and we've talked about this bill so long, is meditation. Now, people hear the word meditation, and rather they think, oh, that's some sort of a nut thing that's done by these widows with long beards and long hair. In fact, meditation, which has been part of Eastern medicine for centuries, is still not a traditional part of Western medicine. And Benson at Harvard and other places have demonstrated unquestionably that meditation can have a direct impact on the brain. With MRI, they've literally seen changes in the brain. Areas of the brain light up when people meditate and calming. And they've t- tested the stress hormones. And they've all reduced themselves. So a great technique is either go get some training in meditation or learn. And there are all kinds of books. You can go online. You can Google Dr. Benson at Harvard. He's got all kinds of tapes that you can get uh, and books to teach you how to meditate. A great tool. The other tool that is now very popular is called mindfulness. Mindfulness is dealing with now. Not yesterday, not an hour from now, but right now. This moment in your life, This moment when you're sitting here listening to me is the most important moment in your life. Now, obviously, it's not because you're listening to me, but because you are thinking about ways of coping with things. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness, the moment that you are thinking right now is the most important moment in your life. You'll never be able to reproduce it because each moment has its own thing. But with a skill of mindfulness, you can literally get out the negative things. That's another great coping technique. And, of course, the next one I'm going to tell you is the thing that I, I'm so thrilled about in my DEA, and that's exercise. There is no better tranquilizer than exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, if you mm-hmm. want to join a gym, if you want to run marathons, you can do that. But you don't have to. All you have to do is go for a walk for 30 minutes a day. That walk is the best tranquilizer you can take. Just getting out, especially on a beautiful day like today, getting out and walking, and just enjoying the environment. And then after that, we have the other techniques, what I refer to as the spirituality techniques. Now, when I say spirituality, to some people that means religion, and it certainly is a very important part of religion, but spirituality is anything that calms you. It could be beautiful music. It could be a beautiful landscape. You know, I'm a landscape photographer, and I find the greatest, greatest calm that I can experience is when I'm out uh, at places like Yosemite, etc., and looking at the magnificent landscape. That is a great coping tool. So spirituality, I define it 
as a belief in something, whatever it is. If you, if you are calm looking at a tree, that's a spiritual experience. So you put those together, the coping skills that you need. How do you combat them? Well, we talked about meditation. We talked mm-hmm. about mindfulness. We talked about exercise. Last on the list, and I deliberately place it last because I, I think it's, you can do it easier, is to, if it's really causing you a problem, is to go see your doctor and get some medication. But I'm not a great fan of that because that makes you so dependent upon things that you don't have to be dependent upon. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk about lifestyle, I'm talking about you and your body. And you are the number one controller of your body and its good health. So your lifestyle, and I'm going to get into that a little bit, but your lifestyle is vital to you coping. You have a happy lifestyle. You're exercising. You have a great social life. You have friends. You have a positive attitude. You're not negative about everything, you know, about the glass being half full, half empty, etc. But you're positive. How many people do you know who spend their days complaining? Now, we all know people like that. I don't like this. I'm unhappy with this. I don't like my boss. I don't like my house. I don't like my job. I don't like... They spend their day complaining. Now, you want to do that, it's fine. But it's certainly not healthy for your body. Your body wants to be positive. Your brain reacts. But most important, your immune system reacts directly to negative and to positive. Those who are positive produce more of these T-cells, the cells that your body has to fight disease. And we're finding out now great, great advances are being made, made in medicine because we are finally learning to understand our immune system. Now, I, I, I may have told this story before in the air, but I'll repeat it again. In one of my talks to Vistage, I was talking about the miracle of the body and how, how this body that we have, when I was a freshman in medical school, my whole first year I spent dissecting the body. I was blown away by the body, its systems, and how they function. There's just no way in the world this could have just been a happenstance. Now, I know there are people who believe it's in the Big Bang uh, versus a religion, creation, etc. And I don't want to get into a religious conversation. But I look at this body, and I just am uh, awed by how it functions. Well, uh, at the end of one of my talks, The Visage, Talking about the miracle of the body, one of the gentlemen came up to me afterwards and said, Doc, great talk. I'm really impressed with the body, but I've got a question. If this body is so fantastic, how come we get things like cancer? Great question, I thought. You know, here I am telling you how wonderful the body is. So I thought about it. I said, you know, stop and think about this. We have systems in our bodies that take care of everything we do. A digestive system, a cardiovascular system, a respiratory system, all of these systems. We don't Mm -hmm. think about We are comprised of all of these systems, and they all work within each other, and yet we take them for granted. So the immune system, its job is to keep you healthy, to keep you free of disease. The enemy Bacteria, viruses, fungus, cancer cells, these T cells in your immune system are there to destroy them. Now, we have definite evidence that those who do not cope well, those who are walking around complaining all the time, have negative thoughts, do not produce as many T cells. Get more diseases. We all see people. You guys and gals who are employers have employees call and say, hey, boys, I got a cold. I can't come to work today. But you also have other employers. 
cold, it'll go away. I have no problem with the cold. How we cope? Well, the immune system is directly related. So I said to this gentleman, I said, the body has the ability to fight disease. That's its job. Problem? We still are in the process of learning how to use our systems. Every one of these systems is magnificent. But they, like any system, can fail, and we have to learn how to use it. And we are now learning. And the biggest breakthrough in that direction is this whole new concept called immunotherapy. We we're learning how to use the immune system to treat cancer and diseases. And I've discussed this with you before, but these are all parts of the tools. So getting back to your question, in today's environment, we live in a stress environment. Uh, and you've got to take the time and the effort to do more than saying, oh, boy, the stress is horrible. You've got to get proactive, and you've got to change your lifestyle to do the things that I talk about. It is absolutely vital. You can do it. It's difficult. It's not easy. You know, you look at the, the Tibetan monks and their ability to change their lifestyle, their ability to change their respiratory rate, their ability to change their body temperature is unbelievable. Well, they have learned over the years of, of meditation that they can do it. So I say to everybody in my audience, I said, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could control your body temperature the way these monks do it? If you could control your body's respiratory rate the way these monks do it? And they say, yes. I said, hey, folks, you can. You are no different than those Tibetan monks. The only difference is they've spent hundreds of years learning how to do meditation. major problem with meditation is that you have so many thoughts going through your brain at any one moment. This moment, while you're listening to me, thoughts of all nature are going through your brain. Well, those thoughts are constantly causing you to have a, a coping relationship. You have the ability to get rid of those thoughts with meditation. Now, it's not easy. You learn how to do it. The first thing that's going to happen as you're trying to meditate, I, I use the breathing techniques when I teach meditation. You're going to start doing the breathing, but also these other thoughts are going to come into your mind, and pretty soon you'll be forgetting about meditation. You've got to be disciplined. It's not mm -hmm. easy, but let me tell you, once you get that skill, you will absolutely be blown away with the benefits you'll get from it. So that, to me, is a major thing. So meditation, mindfulness are the two big tools that we're using today. And throw in exercise and throw in the mm -hmm. anxiety producing that some of the foods, especially these new power drinks. I'm really opposed to these power drinks. They're nothing but stimulants, and mostly caffeine stimulants. And I think they do more d danger than harm, especially uh, to the stress hormones. So I think I've given you a long answer for your question, but did I answer your question? You did, and you know, there's so many things that, I, as you were talking, I recall so many of our conversation. And remember, one of our early ones was, uh, I think we came to the conclusion that that diabetes and heart disease is largely caused by your your hands and your feet. Meaning that uh, if you don't exercise and you put the wrong things into your mouth with your hands, you're gonna you're gonna end up in a bad shape. And you know what? I just I was just noting that. Uh, the, the uh, uh, Violet Brown just became the oldest person in the world at 117 years old in Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. And so the when oldest, you talk about living a long life. 
Yeah, the oldest person was a French lady. She died at 122. And yeah. you start looking at their lifestyles. And I, I've told this story many times. When, uh, I did on your program, too, when I was speaking to a, an audience with uh, Queen Mom celebrated her 100th birthday. And I, there, were, there were nine centenarians, and I interviewed them to try to get a secret to share with the audience. And they all had different lifestyles. But the major thing that seniors have, and this is what I address when I do my your 100-year quality talk, is what is it that separates those who get to 100 from those who do not? And you'll hear a lot of stories. Well, my grandfather was 103, and he smoked every day in his life. And there's exceptions to every rule. But, you know, the old, the old saying, you, you cross the, most, the busiest street in your neighborhood with blindfold on, the chances are that you'll get killed. But statistically, somebody will be able to do it and not get hit by a car. Do you want to take that chance? And that's, that's how I answer that question. But all the things that we talk about are all aimed absolutely uh, at, at longevity and, and good health. And that's, that's what gets me into this, uh, this other topic that I want to talk about because it is so exciting. I mentioned Dr. Dean Ornish. He is a great, great promoter of lifestyle change. And he has been, since the uh, 1980s and 90s, he has been promoting this program to try and deal with heart disease. You know, after I, I read his books and after I saw so many of my patients and after I realized how this plays a role in uh, our longevity, I wrote my book, Your 100-Year Heart. And the reason I was motivated to do that is because I wanted to put in simple talk, just like I'm talking to you right now, I wanted to put in simple talk my experiences with heart disease. And the conclusion that he came to, and I've accepted his conclusions without question now, because I've seen so much evidence, is that heart disease is preventable and heart disease is reversible. Now, those are wild statements. And we in medicine don't like wild statements. We, we are very dogma-oriented. We have to have evidence to support something. So how can anybody tell you that you that our number one killer, that what kills more men and women than anything else is heart disease, yet it is preventable? And then the other question, well, uh, if I have it, can I reverse it? Dr. Ornish has proven with angiograms and people who have gone through his program that the plaque in your coronary arteries, the plaque is what blocks the artery, what, what causes the heart disease, why we worry about cholesterol is because of the plaque. The plaque in your coronary arteries can be reduced if you go on his program. He's literally shown with angiograms, where they inject a dye into your coronary arteries, and they look at the plaque, and they estimate how much of the artery is being blocked by the plaque. Well, his research has demonstrated with angiograms you can't get more objective science than that, that this plaque, which may have been 60% blockage of a major coronary arteries, at the end of this program is down maybe to 10% blockage. Clear evidence that you can reverse the process. He's had patients with angina who can't walk across the street. Angiograms demonstrate a significant plaque blockage. After his program, they're symptoms-free. And that's not with medication. Medication, which we doctors traditionally use, is obviously very expensive, and also riddled with side effects. His program is you, and here comes the DEA. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, he's been talking about it way before I have. 
the food you put in your body, the exercise, and your attitude. So the thing that I'm really excited about, and I'm getting to it now, is that for years he tried to get his program. He's at uh, UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, and he's written many, many books. And if the audience is interested, uh, Dean Ornish, and he's got great, great books. And same with Herman Benson. They both have great books. You can Google them and find out. Well, he has been trying to get the major medical schools to accept his program, the Dean Ornish program, for patients with advanced coronary artery disease to go on the program and do not get open-heart surgery or now the common thing is placing stents in the coronary arteries. Well, the cardiologists, the uh, cardiac surgeons said, where's the evidence? What are you talking about? They thought he was crazy. He fought and he fought for years, writing books, going on panel shows, arguing with major professors, and they all thought he was a nut. Benson at Harvard had the same problem. Whenever a doctor tries to come out with something that the traditional medical environment does not accept, they say, you're nuts. Where's your evidence to support it? We are evidence-based. And it took them years. And Benson finally got the evidence. Um, Dean Ornish finally got the evidence. And now the most exciting news that I can share with your audience is that the Dean Ornish program is now being used at UCLA. Wow. And and the, the major thing, I think, that got UCLA to finally do it, uh, because every medical school uh, is looking for funding. They're all having major problems. You know, I'm, I'm retired UCLA faculty, so uh, I've experienced what's going on. But Medicare, Medicare, you know, the program that supports 65-plus uh, seniors, approved it, approved in lieu of open-heart surgery, the Dean Ornish program. That means if you're in that program, you don't have to need open-heart surgery. You don't need stents. You go through his rigid, rigid program. And let me just summarize what his program is because it's fantastic. Uh, there are three aspects to the program, and it's a very strict program, uh, and it's being done at UCLA right now. And the three aspects are, you know, uh, very similar to what I talked about also. They include a vegetarian or a modified vegan diet. He feels strongly that the diet, and especially the fats in the diet, are a significant factor. Remember, the premise is now we're going to prevent or reverse heart disease. Okay, so number one, diet. And he recommends a very, very strong uh, vegetarian or vegan diet. Number two, Exercise. Absolutely exercise. And number three, stress reduction program, including meditation, yoga, mindfulness, and group therapy. So look what he's put together all these years. And of course, I got a lot of my ideas from him, from reading his books. He's put together a program which you are in control of. You're not taking any medication. You're not having surgery. You, with his health and training, are taking care of your body. And that's what lifestyle is all about. So the summary of this, uh, I know I've been talking a lot, but the summary of this all is that you are in control of your destiny. And as I said, we are just now starting to appreciate how we, our body functions and what we have to do to make it function right. So why do we get cancer? Because we have still not learned 
how to use our immune system correctly. And we're learning it. And immunotherapy is the big breakthrough. And there's a lot of, next time I'll talk about the exciting things going on with various uh, bugs. I talked about it a little bit last time, but there's a whole new program going on with bugs that we feel are harmful. But in any event, yeah. that answer is <clears throat> terrific. Terrific. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it, it's interesting how it's, uh, You've been talking about this for quite a while, and of course, like you say, all, all this information goes around in a, in a circular route, but it, it, it's really very simple. It's not as much, in some cases, it's not what you, what you do, but it's also what you don't do. Um, it's what you don't put in your mouth. It's what you don't um, avoid, like, um, you know, don't, you, you're sitting there watching the news, you should go for a walk and walk it off, you know, or, or get into a meditative state or relax your brain. Um, it's so we all have choices at all of those moments with, with our free time and our diet and all those types of things. So thank you once again for making that clear to us that we, it's all in our control. It always has been. It's about the choices we make and we have to be strong and vigilant with our wonderful, amazing God-given bodies so that uh, we don't uh, destroy this gift that's been given to us and give it its best fuel. I mean, I mean, its best chance to uh, to avoid some of the some of the problems that are out there. So, Dr. Jerry, thank you so much once again for making it very clear for our listeners and for me, uh, and for for making it so easy to uh, to understand that this this stuff is not all of that is not all that complicated. We just have to be mindful of it. And we can also have a hundred-year heart. Thank you, you very it. much for joining us. You got it, Bill. Thank you, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I just really enjoy sharing this information with your audiences. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a short break. I've been talking with uh, Ask Dr. Jerry. Oh, Dr. Jerry, tell them uh, once again how to reach you if they should want to uh, engage you for speaking, buy your books, hire you for you know for an event that's coming up, and they want you to talk, or if they just want to want to clarify some points with you. How do they get in touch with you best? Okay. The, uh, the, the Ask Dr. Jerry is something that I do with all of my audiences. Once I've given a talk to a group, once I've come in on your show, and all the folks who hear me, I consider them to be part of my audience. And for that group, I, I give the Ask Dr. Jerry to answer your questions. It is, in today's medicine, you get 10 minutes with a doctor, and you walk out and you got questions you haven't answered. I don't diagnose and treat. That's up to your doctor. But I certainly can answer your questions. You can get to me. There's no charge. I'm more than happy to respond. KJB Corn. My email address, KJB as in boy, corn, K-O-R-N, at AOL. Very simple. KJB, K-O-R-N, at AOL. Email me. I'll be more than happy to uh, answer, answer your question. My book, Your 100-Year Heart, is available on Amazon, Amazon, and most of the other online um, uh, suppliers. You get the book, and I, what I do with the book is try to, as I said, put it in everyday language. I try to explain to you the importance, and uh, it's it's just something that is so so valuable. Everybody wants to live a long, healthy life. Your hundred year. Uh, heart is one part of it. Living to 100 with quality is the second part. Nobody wants to live to 100 sitting in a wheelchair not knowing who they are. I, I, I try to motivate people to not let the two numbers after their name control their destiny. I want you to live to 100. I want you playing tennis at 100. That's the goal. Thank you very much. 
We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. For Exit Coach Radio, I'm Spike Real.